Welcome to Being Humankind, with your hosts Brian, Mike, and Neely. We explore what it means to be human in a time of disconnection. What do you think is the most beautiful thing about you? Maybe, maybe that I'm, I'm open to change the way I think. So a long, long time ago, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, you know, I believed in things like the death penalty. Um, and I don't today. Uh, I found myself changing viewpoints on a lot of things as we get older. People, my mom always tells me that it's like, you know, once you have kids, everything changes. My mom doesn't sound like that. Um, but I think, uh, I think having the ability to change my mind and then I'm, I'm conscious that I do it often um, sometimes, you know, I'll share an article on Facebook and somebody will, you know, give me some criticism about why that article was terrible. And then I'm like, I don't immediately go, screw you, pal. I go, hey, show me a link or whatever. You know, right. And I, I'll go research and my opinions change. Um, I'm able to be fluid. I think so. If I love anything about myself, it's just that I love that I'm a learner, uh, that a lot of people don't have that drive to, to want to know. Um, but I think it also speaks to a minor accomplishment in that um, like I'm mindful enough to know that I don't know and that ultimately uh, compared to, I mean, mathematically, 97% of other people in any given category of anything, I'm the idiot. So um, it's like sport nutrition today. You know, in the 70s and, and into the 80s, sport players would hit the field. And in the off season, they had regular jobs. And, and now they're doing their sport all the time. And if they want somebody to throw a hundred yards, they have specific exercises through scientific inquiry and process that say, if you do this 10 times a day and you do it and you increment this much and you do this and you pivot just a little bit more this way, that's it. You'll hit it every time. And they know this because science, right? The, the research happens. And so you can never, and so what we have today in like pro sports is this idea of not two teams with intrinsic skill, but two teams 
that have athleticism backed by the better science, the better play, the better whatever. And so no matter how good I get at anything, <laughs> you know, I know that somebody out there is killing it somewhere, doing the best they can that makes everything else, you know, pale in comparison. And sometimes that's strange too, because then you think, well, <laughs> it's like I, I played guitar for 20 years and sometimes somebody will send me a clip of some like 10 year old just shredding. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm not going to ever play again. Cause why, you know, but, uh, so there's a trap there too. Um, so yeah, back to the beginning. I think the only, the, one of the things, if I love something about myself, it's that I'm, I'm open to learn. And you call that a, you call that a minor accomplishment yet you're willing to learn anything and listen to anyone, anyone's side of even if it's something you completely disagree with or have had disagreed with in the past when there are so many people out there that will just shut anything down. And that is so, I mean, that's so open-minded and there's so few people out there that are like that. I think, I think that's, that's true. And I think where I come from with that is I hate, I hate these words because they sometimes come off as people don't always understand them um, and they're not used appropriately, the, the words objective and subjective. Because, you know, inherently everybody wants to say subjective opinions are terrible, but a subjective mass opinion is the objective truth. And so even though there technically isn't an objective truth, <laughs> We have uh, so many people out there that, that are seeing things differently. I never, ever, ever, ever in my life would have thought that I would quote Mitch McConnell. But he said the other day something like uh, two different sides who operate under two different sets of truth and ultimate realities or something. And I thought that is so interesting that you can have people that have a completely different view of what the rest of us think is solid reality. But I wanna listen to them because There's got to be a reason why they feel a certain way. And maybe there's a hope that you could say, have you thought about this? How do you think this is? How do you think this is? Um, and I think I dealt with this a lot over the last several years, specifically with race relations in the United States. Uh, I grew up in an Italian immigrant home and Italians 
are notoriously racist. <laughs> uh, I, I don't, sorry to my Italian friends and brothers. Um, um, I shouldn't say new, new Italian. I mean, like, you know, current generations, they, they, they move beyond, you know, thoughts of, of you know, differing you know, skin colors or whatever. The house I grew up in is old school Italians, um, and they really slur all the time. And I think growing up in that, that's in my head, right? Like I can remember being 17 and being at like an ATM and a black man walking up behind me and me thinking like, I have to be on high alert. Why, why did I think that way? Like it should, I never in a million years should that be a thing. But being able to recognize those, those kinds of patterns and those kind of thinking fights that away. And so that's not a thought I have anymore, obviously. But it's, it's, it goes along. The reason I bring it up is because it's like when people say, uh, I don't have white privilege. I didn't have white privilege. And so that's an interesting like concept that people would deny that they have a upper hand that some folks didn't have. And so I think if you're conscious and you actually think about situations that uh, black people have faced in America or Asians or whatever, if you've taken some of their more, I shouldn't even say more, if you've taken some of their situations and you read about them and the way their subjective opinion about what happened uh, affected them, and you ask yourself, have you ever dealt with anything like that? And the answer is no. And not having that experience or that weight or that anchor on you has given you a freedom that, that some people don't have. And um, so to recognize those kinds of things uh, in myself, right? You, you would say that I wanna listen to other people who might have a differing opinion or this objective, this other reality that they live in so that you could understand why some people have an aversion or a dissonance to whatever the issue is. You know, I'm, I'm obviously thinking a lot about this in a certain light, just because of the things that happened, you know, in the US last week. But I mean, I think a lot of it that alternate movement that moved in on the Capitol is just a, a placeholder or like an archetype for the, the kind of people who are out there. And I don't know that my uh, like I'm not, I'm not trying to 
beat anybody down with logic or say that their opinion or their feelings don't matter. But like, it's, it's things like your, you know, if you, I mean, this is, in all seriousness, it comes down to people that think, you know, they have this QAnon, the, the government is run by lizards like David Icke, you know, uh, tinfoil hat wearing Alex Jones, the whole like gay frogs thing or whatever the heck this guy's all about, you know, um, all the while fueling conspiracy um, that the COVID vaccine is a way to control people, that shutting down businesses is a way to control people, or like it is a science fiction dystopian reality that they believe is true and that we're the sheep. And I don't, I don't know, maybe those kind of people have always been around but they didn't have a, a global voice or something. But I think to listen to all sides, like even those people I would, I wanna listen to because I'm interested in why. Like, why do you think that? Kind of wonder sometimes, right? If, is it a clean, like if there was a clean slate, that whole idea of a clean slate of like, you're born into this set of circumstances so if you were born in to that person's set of circumstances, would you come out exactly the same or would you have the free will to be the person you are today? Yeah. I mean, that just brings up a whole other slew of questions. Just that, like I have a family member who is one year younger than me, is a massive success where he works and I'm relatively certain he doesn't know who he is I know who he is but I've also watched him change who he is several times which is why I know he doesn't know who he is yeah and I certainly see in him today things that harken back to how he grew up and his dad. So, yeah, right. It's not, there's, there's an old philosophical psychological argument that people are either born the way they are or society makes them who they are. And I think people can be born with abnormalities and brain function and um, the ability to release and recapture chemicals in, in, in your system that you know, change your mood or the way you experience anxiety, uh, uh, reality. Um, <coughs> but let's be honest, I mean, where you grow up determines a lot about you and your opportunities in life. Like I hate, I don't like the generalities of you know boomers or zennials or gen x because if you really think about it uh it, it has a lot more to do with socioeconomic status than the decade you were born in i mean the baby boomers have like 
people who both love Vietnam and hate Vietnam. So, I don't know. Humans love to categorize everything, don't we? Mm. Yep. 